United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joseph Sani is a PhD and vice president of the Africa Center at the United States Institute of Peace. He joins us now. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Logar. Great. Thank you for asking and thank you for having me on show. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. I know Secretary of State Antony Blinken was on an Africa tour that included Cabo Verde, Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, Angola, just to name a few. This trip was very important as a demonstration of the United States' commitment to Africa and has been an important one from a lot of different angles. Walk us through a little bit about um, his visit to some of these countries along the coast of West Africa. Yes, thank you. I think uh, this is a fourth trip uh, Secretary Blinken made in Africa. And I think this one is particularly important because uh, the trip took place in the context of all the global crises we have, Ukraine, Gaza, but it took the time to visit the continent. Let me, I will say there are four major goals here, I think. One is to reaffirm the administration strong desire, really, to strengthen the U.S.-Africa relations. That's important. And also, remember, we had uh, the U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit in 2022. So that was also, I would believe, a follow-up of all the commitments that were made during that summit. And I think, frankly, uh, number three, I think, is also the desire of the administration to shift the focus from some of the thorny diff, uh, challenges the continent is facing, the war in Sudan, Ethiopia, the coup d'etat in the Sahel, and really to focus the narrative on the positives, on the potential for growth that the continent represents. By visiting Nigeria, Angola, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, these are countries of uh, with tremendous growth potential. Uh, these are oil producers. Uh, these are countries sitting at the coast of the Atlantic Council, uh, the Atlantic Ocean, with all the potential for secure, uh, maritime security and uh, uh, and blue economies, etc. So I think it was important uh, for the Secretary to highlight that part of the continent that people may ignore, I think. And I will also say President Biden made a commitment two years ago to visit the continent. He did not. Uh, and so by, uh, this visit was also a way to catch up, uh, to substitute for that uh, missed opportunity. Uh, uh, the fact that uh, President Biden did not visit the continent, I think. That's an important point. I mean, here we are uh, several years into the, you know, this is the final year of the administration for, yes. and they're seeking re-election, obviously, and hoping to be extending that. But that is <clears throat> an important point. You also have for the different countries, I mean, Nigeria, um, most populous, the biggest economy, largest oil and gas producer, largest democracy. Um, you've got the um, Ivory Coast. You've got, you know, issues with the large economy and oil and gas industry among the French states. Angola, important in its own right. And of course, mm-hmm. there are some security and political challenges with each as well. Um, can you describe a little bit about some of those aspects of it? Not only the economic aspects of these nations and what the interests of the United States would be, but also the security challenges. Yes, I think you you said it well, Laura. Uh, Nigeria, the, the most populous country, the biggest economy, in fact, the continent, 
tremendous potential in terms of oil, gas, but also uh, the creative industries. We have all danced on the, the, to, uh, to the tunes of uh, Nigerian artists and musicians. So there is a tremendous economic potential in Nigeria. Of course, they are facing the Boko Haram, the banditry in the Northeast. So there are also security challenges, but uh, these are not incompatible. You can still do business in Nigeria and make money at the same time, the United States can help and work with Nigeria uh, to uh, to beef up their security. And they sit on the Atlantic coast. That's important. I will come back to it later. Côte d'Ivoire, uh, biggest francophone uh, economy, uh, French-speaking country in, the, in, the, in West Africa. And also, uh, they have managed so far to stabilize the security situation. But again, these are coastal countries facing the, uh, the terrorist groups coming from the Sahel. So there are also security challenges there. And you have Capo Verde and Angola, a major, major partner. We are, the United States is investing on the Lobito Corridor, one of the biggest infrastructure and transformative projects uh, on the continent right now, uh, supported by the United States. Angola is a major partners economically and also as a security partner. Angola is playing an important role in the conflict in the DRC. And, and what all those countries also have in common, and that has not been mentioned so far, is that they are all members of the new Atlantic Partnership. Uh, that's a partnership for Atlantic Corporations that uh, the administration just launched last September to ensure a secure uh, and open uh, and safe uh, maritime route along the Atlantic uh, Ocean, uh, the Atlantic coast. So those three countries all together represent an important uh, security and economic partnership in the United States. So it was not uh, a random visit. It was very strategic from the U.S. perspective. It certainly, it certainly sounds like it is. And I, I wonder in terms of the visit, you know, you've mentioned a couple things in particular, the agreement to find the Luizzo Corridor and to help build railway linking um, Angola and Zambia and the DRC. Um, but I also wonder, do the heads of state in each respective countries feel as though there were tangible things that were gained from the visits or are these were these symbolic more in nature? That's, you hit the nails on his head here, uh, Laura. You are right that uh, people keep asking, yes, where are the goodies? The visits are great, but we need co- tangibles. I think there are a couple of tangibles. Uh, I will not underestimate the importance of these visits. Remember, um, it is doing these visits, this kind of visit that you build the relationships and you can tell the hard truths, right, uh, in the partnership. Uh, the goodies are coming. In fact, the, you mentioned the Lobito Corridors, the MCC in uh, Cabo, de, um, Cabo Verde, for example. Uh, in uh, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, the United States is making important investment from uh, US aid investment, and there are deals that are signed. Same thing in Nigeria. But I think I will say the most important thing is that it takes two to tango. The United States cannot do it alone. African countries will have to play their part as well. The United States will not go and ensure that uh, the rule of law is respected. I mean, Laura, you are a seasoned legal expert. You know this. Without the rule of law, 
you cannot build anything, let alone democracy itself. So I think it's important to emphasize that as the United States reaches out to African countries, as African countries rightly so expect tangibles, they also have to play their role in making sure that there is a solid regulatory framework, that the rule of law is respected, and that there is political stability. I, I, uh, we, can't, we can't forget that. So it's important. The good is have, to, I mean, the United States ha, has to ensure that the speeches are followed by deed, but African countries will also have to play their part. There has been, as you can understand, um, and we have all seen, uh, an overwhelming and arch- overarching focus on um, war-torn countries and um, regional conflicts, whether it's Gaza or Ukraine or the, or the possible spread of what's happening in, in any of these areas, um, Israel and beyond. You know, there has been a prioritization, at least in the focus, on these nations some would say to the detriment of other countries that are also seeking the attention of the United States and financial assistance. Does, do these particular visits demonstrate a prioritization on these nations or will they continue to be lower on the totem pole, so to speak, than these other countries that are facing immediate foreign conflicts and, and internal dissent? Yeah, there's no question that those conflicts, the, whether you take the, uh, the conflict in Ukraine, the Russia aggression of Ukraine, whether you take the Gaza, uh, the conflict between Israel and Hamas in Gaza, uh, definitely affect the prioritizations of the United States uh, vis-a-vis Africa, for example. I think Africa, unfortunately, no matter what they say, will not take the same, we don't have the same level of priority as other countries, unfortunately. Even though Africa is a major player, and Africa, in fact, most of the biggest challenges the world is facing, whether it is a, um, climate, uh, whether it is migration, etc., solutions are found on the continent. But for some geopolitical consideration, I have to admit, Africa is seems that's the impression and that in fact in reality as well uh has uh it's not on top of the list unfortunately yeah I, I, there is an impact i will not i will not say it otherwise there is an impact and africa keeps africa is pushed to the back button that's for sure so when this happened, I mean, looking ahead um, in terms of the next steps, it, it, this is obviously Secretary of State Antony Blinken who has visited. President Biden, is he expected to attend or come as well at some point? <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, that's, uh, I think, uh, it's a question for the administration. I think given the electoral year, the elections coming, I don't anticipate President uh, Biden visiting the continent anytime soon. Um, we wish... An appearance during the AU summit in February, maybe, uh, but uh, it will be difficult logistically. I mean, you follow the politics in this country as I do, and even better than I do. Uh, it, it will be a tough one visiting. Well, we'll see what happens going forward about the tangibles and beyond. The visit has um, obviously been a, a kind of success. Joseph Sandy, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.